welcome to another episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mash Cast. I am Jarrett, and I'm here with Scourge of Iron Forge and public, uh, Games Industry Public Defender Nick Zelenkevich. How are you doing, Nick? I'm I'm doing okay. I'm All doing right. good. And this is super. We're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. So Nick, go Pats, you, go Pats. Okay, go Pats. Deflate all the balls. <laughs> oh, that you can go so many places with that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, going for the Pats too. I do not want the Seahawks to win another one. Not not in a uh, slight against the organization, but mainly because of the Seahawks fans that appeared in 2011. Yeah, well, the the Patriots fans are just as bad. But. I don't think so. I mean, I, like the thing is, like that that bandwagon came and left, and the people who are still there, I don't think they're really bandwagon riders. No, I think they still are. Well, no, no, well, no. You're right. You're right. They're not. Ba- no, they're 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 less bandwagon fans. But because uh, yeah, they haven't won in, in a while. But they're still they're still been really good. They think there's there's still some there. Oh, and yeah. Pat's fans Pat's fans are just annoying anyway. Really? They're, Bo- they're Boston fans. They had they've had the Celtics. They've had the. Uh, the Red Sox won recently. Or was it not last year? I think two years ago. So they're they're still riding high on all their championships. How many Pats fans are you coming into contact with in Georgia? None, but I don't, I don't come into contact with anybody down here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you see, like you know, like, for example, like when people tell you they 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 don't like Pats fans or they get annoyed at Cowboys fans because they're obnoxious or whatever, it's like who are you talking to? Like, who are you dealing with? How many Cowboys fans are you dealing with in Philadelphia? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. There, like, go ahead. There are, qu- there are quite a few Cowboys fans in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, quite a few Cowboys fans in Philadelphia. I mean, it's quite a few Cowboys fans all over the United States. Except in Dallas. <laughs> Except in Dallas, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of just like, uh, how many are you really running into? Did you run into one or two Cowboys fans that were obnoxious, and now all Cowboys fans are obnoxious? You know? Me personally, no. Exactly. Like I said, I I think people just they they're, they just get uh, a <laughs> those the worst word they 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 exaggerate the situation. But um, let's not talk about football because this is not the NFL cast. This is the Mash cast for video games. So uh, let's get into our news bites. Uh, first up, well, that that Counter Strike match fixing that we talked about last week looks like Valve has taken action, and they have banned let's see, a six, seven people. I think seven. there's even more than that. That's just the people off of uh, I Buy Power. Yes, that uh, yeah, so at least, at least seven people, and uh, actually uh, two teams have been. I don't think they've been banned, but I think they've been taken out of the rankings. Cloud Nine and Torqued. Yeah, uh, because uh, people involved on the uh, on those teams that won the the match against Netcode guides. So yeah, Valve taking action, which means uh, I guess because they investigate the situation, so it looks like it, you know it's not just rumor or conjecture anymore. Was, uh, they done it. Do we know if anyone from Netcode guides was in on the cheating? Like, did they just happen to like be like, "Hey guys, we're winning this match. Just go with it." Like, <laughs> like or did they know ahead of time? Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna let you guys win. So just just go with it. Like, I don't know, maybe, but you know, it seems like the, the people on the side, like you know, everybody expected uh, I buy power to win. Uh, they just expect them to win, so of course the bets were gonna you know go to that side. And so they're like, "Hey, how about we don't win and make some money?" And they're like, "Okay." 
you know, I think that that's probably how it went. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So yeah, that is uh, that's how that ends. I guess Valve made a statement saying that professional players, their managers, and teams, organizational staff should, under no circumstance, gamble on CS:GO matches, associate with high-volume CS:GO gamblers, or deliver information to others that might influence their CS:GO bets. Didn't even know it went that deep, huh? <laughs> Especially teams, organizational staffs. Isn't the manager the organizational staff? Yeah. Because you got your players. I, I understand you got your managers going on, but like organizational staffs, do, like, do you have, do they have a back office? They might. For some yeah. of these teams, they might. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. But yeah, so that, that's, that's done. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Spotify coming to PS3 and PS4, which is great news because right now the only way to play music on PS4 uh, or PS3 is to either A, um, use the Music Unlimited from Sony, yeah. or B, uh, you actually have to take like a USB stick with MP3s on it and plug it into the device, which is not optimal. I uh, actually set up, at least on the PS4, I had it streaming from a Windows Media Player enabled PC. Where, like, on the PS3 you did that? On the PS3, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was a little different. You could do that on the PS3. Or PS4, I don't think you have that I option. Yeah, I don't think you can do that on the PS4, at least. At least the closest thing you have is Plex, and Plex is coming out with a PS4 app, I think, um, end of Q1, maybe early Q2. But the thing is, you have to have, like, you have to pay, like, you have to have, like, a subscription fee with them to use it. And I'm not really feeling that. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll deal with Spotify. What I really want is Pandora. What I really want is for them to allow me to plug my iPod in and just play the fucking iPod. Like the, uh, the I used to love the 360 that you could do that. The 360, you could literally just pop, plug in the iPod and you can play your playlists. Why can't I do that? I don't know. Why can't you just bypass the the PlayStation altogether and just pu- plug your iPod in and either into some separate speakers and provide the music that way or or even if you have like a surround sound system just plug your iPad directly into that you don't have to go through the TV no because console. I play like, no like, I want to be able to I want to play because the thing is the music and the game have to have like a balanced volume and I don't want to have to like go over here to change the song or go over here to turn down the, the, the music volume you know where I could do it all on my, like, my consoles so you're lazy you yes. just want <laughs> yes. Why should I have to make it that hard? You know, especially when I'm playing like Destiny, I'm in a raid, and you know I have my headphones on. I want to hear everything through the headphones. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you the headphones. That's fair. That's fair. Thank you, Nick. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so Spotify coming to PS4. I wonder if, if you're gonna have to have like a subscription to Spotify. You I don't know, think like, so. Cause it's like with Pandora. I think you can only use like uh, I don't know if you use the Pandora apps on like oh, I have to check like cause I don't I have the Pandora app on my um on my Chromecast actually no because I don't think you have to pay for that I don't think you have to pay for that if you don't because I, I pay for Pandora so I don't have to listen to ads I listen to Pandora enough to the point where I just got tired of listening to the same ads over and over and over again. Uh, and I finally I broke down and paid three bucks a month. You know, it's it's nothing too uh, expensive, and so I haven't I never used Pan- the Pandora app on my Chromecast without having the subscription. I wasn't sure. I'm pretty sure you can get that, but yeah, I mean, 
I don't know, it might be one of those things. Like Hulu, Hulu does that. Unless you pay for Hulu Plus, you're not watching Hulu on anything except your TV. Yeah. Or except on your PC, you mean. PC, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. But that's I think that's good news. Um let's see. Heroes of the Storm, uh, a little bit of news about that. They said that they're gonna continue to add content until people are sick of it. Uh they are going to continue to add characters and maps and game modes, which I think is awesome. I really like Heroes of the Storm. Like, here's a storm. I, I, okay, well, maybe I start like this. I don't like MOBAs. <laughs> and Heroes of the Storm is a MOBA that I like because it's different. Like, different maps have different... I, I mean, ultimately, your goal is the same, but they have different mechanics. Like, on one game, on one map, you have to collect these coins. When you get enough coins, you have to collect the coins and then deliver them somewhere. And then when you deliver the, enough coins... It starts to fire, like you know, fire off these cannons at your enemy's base, which really help you out. And there's another one where you have to, you know, kill a certain type of mob and collect, you know, whatever they drop, and then you can awaken this beast. And there's all, all these different mechanics, and the maps are different, and they play differently, and it's just, it's, just, it's such a fun game to play. Whereas with MOBAs for me, are, are really just a drag. They really are. Uh, it's not fun to play, but this one is. And that's why I like it a lot, and I'm happy that they're just going to continue to add, most specifically, new maps. Yeah. And I guess like some mobile players don't like that because they're like, "Well, how are you going to perfect the one map if you don't if you if you're not playing it all the time?" Like exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know. So I mean, I don't think they should have like 30 different maps because then like you know you might get stuck in a rotation where you never actually play a map that you like. But you know, six seven maps, I think that's pretty good. I think. If the game's out for, like, 10 years or so, I'd hope they'd have, like, 30 different maps by that point, maybe. Well, no, because even with StarCraft, like, they add new maps and then take away maps all the oh, time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, so, like, there's actually several maps in StarCraft I really wish they still had and they don't. It kind of pisses me off. Well, can't they set it so maybe, you, like, you can pick, like, six or so maps to cycle through or something? You know, They actually do that, but they actually do the opposite in StarCraft. You can pick up the three maps that you do not want in rotation. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, you, you have three maps that you do not want in rotation, and you can do that, so. Uh, but, yes, the uh, Blizzard is, appears to be uh, looking to, you know, keep content and to Heroes of the Storm. Why, why wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, so there's been a leak. <laughs> There's been a leak, a so-called leak, that's saying that Blizzard doesn't have much faith in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. And maybe that's why. Well, yeah, that that leak had some interesting... I mean, it was a, I think originally it appeared on a Yahoo Finance site, and that had some interesting information. Uh, particularly, one of the, the other pieces of information in the leak was that uh, the Diablo 3 team had been gutted and was working on a secret project in the StarCraft universe. Uh, and Blizzard actually responded, and they said, we don't usually respond to, to leaks and rumors, but we will just say that the Diablo 3 team is still supporting Diablo 3 and working on new patches, and we'll be supporting Diablo 3 for the future. Um, which isn't to say that the team was gutted, and the people that were removed from the team have since been sent over to this secret project. Um, it doesn't directly refute that, but it gives the impression that Blizzard is kind of refuting the post. So um, We'll see if anything comes to light from there, but I, I don't put a lot of stock in that rumor at this point. Right, yeah. I'll I'll believe Nick on that. He's he's the Blizzard guy more so than me. So, uh so let's see what's uh next up Sega. It looks like they're giving up on console gaming. They closed uh their office in uh San Francisco. Uh let, let go about 120 employees and um yeah, they 
They look like they're going to focus on PC. We heard this before. They're going to fo- they're going to uh, focus on around mobile and online PC gaming. Does the 3DS count as mobile? It's a, it's a handheld, but it's a handheld console. I don't know. Maybe when I when I see mobile, I think phone. Like I don't yeah, know. That, that's what I would think too. But it technically that is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not sure, but it's saying mobile and PC, and things like I'm really, I, I'm thinking more mobile than PC simply because I still haven't seen, you know, a push from Sega on PC. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like really, I'm actually I'm looking at this picture here. I didn't know Sega actually made Aladdin, like the Super NES game. Oh yeah, and look at that. Hmm. Interesting. I never even made that. Well, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, I'm not exactly sure, uh, what, like, you know, what they're expecting from PC or if they've had success on PC somewhere. I mean, I have a couple of Sega titles, uh, from Steam that I got on Steam sale, but nothing significant. I don't know. I think this is just Sega circling the drain, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good sign. Yeah, I think I think they really are, and this has been the longest drain circling I think I've ever seen. Like they've been circling the drain since Dreamcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it, this is a long time, man. They maybe they need to bank on nostalgia, come out with a new Echo or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, who knows? Or come up with a come out with a good Sonic game. That's it's been a long time since they came out with a really good Sonic game. Hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, nobody wants to see Sega go, but you know, if Sega actually went, you know, games like Sonic the Hedgehog would still be safe because they get bought probably by Nintendo. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, Sega going down a, a new road. So oh, maybe they didn't make that Aladdin game because I'm. There's also a picture of Ryu in this picture. Yes. So I huh. think it might just maybe they, well maybe they just published the, the you know for the Dreamcast or Gen- actually those look like Genesis Genesis era graphics. Yeah, they are. They are. So maybe oh. it's just since they were responsible for publishing them for the, the console. Maybe. Okay. Well, let's see. Oh, uh, what else we got here? Uh, there's a new Hatred trailer, and I mean it's just as bad as the last Hatred trailer. Uh. But it's funny because the, the title on Polygon is here is new hatred trailer just as vile as last one. But if you don't like it, why are you publishing stuff about it? Because you know? it gets it gets them attention. That's the thing. If they really if they really felt hatred was a blight on the gaming industry at this point, stop shining a flashlight on it. This is, you're you're giving the game attention. The game uh, uh, the game is is, is it it's so. It feels like, 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 I think we said this last time, like, it feels it was made by, like, a 15-year-old in high school who gets picked on a little bit too much. <laughs> like, you, even then, in the, at the end of the article, they, the, uh, what, did, what does he say? Uh, my, for, for a few moments, my reaction was to laugh out loud at the absurdity of this protagonist's worldview and his ridiculously self-important ravings. Which, yes, yes. And, and I think that's, oh, that's, that's what he says. Maybe that's the point. As though, like, yeah, part of this is that the game is intentionally like over the top with the violence and the 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 emo nature of the 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 pain that the guy is inflicting it's i don't know just just let it go if you don't if if nobody knows about the game i don't i don't think it's did steve did valve ever decide whether it was going to be on steam or not 
Uh, I think they brought it back to green light. So okay, so it's sitting in. That's that's perfectly fine. Gre- green light is a black box where it can sit in green light, never to be approved. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then then this game doesn't have to actually go anywhere. I mean, it's. But yeah, the polygons just hypocritical for for. They keep talking about it. <laughs> they keep talking like let it go, just let it go. But yeah, but you said, you said they're not simply because. Uh, they they want the attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I'm actually I'm interested in it simply because I want to see the mechanics behind it. Like, I mm. mean, of course you can you can mow people down and kill people and shit like that. You know, kind of the way you do in GTA. But at some point, like cops come, SWAT office, SWAT teams come, and shit like that. What's like? How do you die in that game? You know what I'm saying? At what point are you finished? Are you finished when you kill everybody? In that area, are you finished when you suicide bomb yourself? Or like what? Like what? How do you play the game? That's what I want to see. I, I would like to see that. So in the next trailer, if they can actually put it like you know, maybe do like a let's play. This is how the game plays. That might actually work out for me. That would be awesome. I, I would watch the let's play for hatred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, another news bite: the Steam Workshop has earned over 57 million for creators. And when you do the math, it averages out and of course there's some who got no no money for this. Uh and uh some that got way more than this. This is about $38,000 for each creator. That's $38,000 for basically creating like a TF2 item, uh something for Dota 2 or like a a skin for like Counter-Strike Global Offensive. That's incredible. That's not bad. That's, That's not, bad not a bad because nobody. I don't think anybody is doing that for their, uh, you know, as their main gig. But to do that as a side gig and over, you know, what the last four years because been like since twenty eleven to get thirty eight thousand dollars for creating that stuff. That's pretty awesome. I I could see maybe one or two people doing that as their main gig if they're. Because you like you said with the they're averages, like there, there are people way more than that. Then yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, so I could I see maybe. I would imagine that there's more people who did not get paid than people who did. Yes. Yes. So I could see like maybe the top, you know, handful of people actually being able to live off that. But otherwise, otherwise, yeah, that's still not bad. Right. (laughs) Hell, if you get $1,000 for that, $100 for that, that's not bad. Yeah. So that that was, that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, the last thing we have is that, uh, Law and Order SVU is going to be taking on Gamersgate. Uh, they are going to have an episode, uh, I guess, about a uh, a female developer who is getting death threats and, and being trying to be intimidated. And uh, well, Nick, read the description. Oh, it's uh, Reina, who's I guess the, the developer being uh, intimidated, refuses to de- delay the launch, and the cops must level up to protect her. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I might just watch it just to. We have to watch it. You know, I might just watch it just to fucking see Ice T say something about video games. Well, it's. <laughs> it, well, it's going to be interesting because they did actually set up their own mock convention for the scene and they reached out to actual game developers to be in the background. So it's not like you're going to see you know, just like random, you know, like games that the writers made up. Um, actually, I think one of the developers that they reached out to, 
uh, was um, they they do the game uh, Temple Tap. It's uh, it's all, it's the developer's heroic stand out of Orlando, Florida, uh, and it's I guess it's like a Temple Run uh, a Temple Run clone. It looks like um, on iOS and Android, but it's a real game, and so they'll be in the background at one point. And I'm I'm not sure how much uh, they actually developed the game that Raina is going to be working on in question, but still, it, it's a step up from, uh, you know, every time I guess they that uh, they people say they're playing a video game and TV show, you always they always have like the sound of like Pac-Man or Donkey Kong because like that's all <laughs> they can get. Um, so now they should it should be a little more realistic at least going forward. Um, my personal favorite appearance of a video game was on the NBC show life. I don't know if you remember that from probably a good five years ago now No, with, uh, with Brody from Homeland um, back before Homeland, obviously. Um, but they had an episode where somebody had in- hidden a file on an Xbox. And so they needed to get somebody in the department to play through a video game, get to a certain level to unlock an Excel spreadsheet. You know, I saw some stupid shit like that. Like, I, saw, I saw a clip of that. Yeah. It, it, that was, terribly stupid um t- t- in all honesty that that level up line is just as stupid <laughs> but the fact that they they got uh, some some real developers involved um it should be a little bit better it's interesting to note too that this is one of those like taken from the headlines kind of things except not really because i mean as much as gamergate has you know involved you know threatening rape and murder Nothing's actually come of that, and so there here they actually have to, you know, kind of take it a step further here with with some sort of actual real imminent threat here. Because otherwise, if it's just a bunch of people talking shit on Twitter, what does Ice T need to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so presumably, there's actually going to be some some some, some gunplay and somebody that they can arrest at the end. Um, or actually, I guess midway through, it's a it's law and order. But uh, yeah, it's 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 I don't know. It's one of those things too, where Law and Order has been on so long, like they'll grasp at anything to to, to make an episode out of it. So it's not, I'm not surprised really because this happened and they need material. <laughs> right. So we'll see how that goes. At least Nick will let us know. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to watch it. All right. I, I think it'll be it. it'll be it'll be on Hulu, which I can watch on my PlayStation. <laughs> nice. All right. Let's move into our topics here uh first off a bit of bad news joystick is shutting down yeah joystick shutting down thanks to you know aol which they you know they ruin everything they're like your dad so <laughs> <laughs> no they're worse than your dad yeah your dad, your dad at least gave life to you that was something good <laughs> <laughs> has aol done anything good ever um they brought the internet to the masses. Yeah, no, they they brought the internet to the masses by sending it to them on a disc when nobody even wanted it. Yeah, they'll still they 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 still brought the internet to the masses. No, every everything AOL touches turns to suck. And yeah. this is this is just another example that that there was no. Like they're like, oh hey, let's get into the bu- no, let's get into the blogging bis- business. So what? They bought the Huffington Post, and then they bought 
Joystick and, and, and everybody there, then they, they're mismanaging the crap out of it. And then like Joystick, from my understanding, it wasn't doing that bad. And then they're just like, well, the blogging business as a whole is suffering. So everybody's getting cut. I think it was there was like a year ago they had like 40% cuts across the board. Um, and I know like WoW Insider in particular, which part of Joystick that I followed very closely, um, you know, they, they, they hired people. They hired people in uh, January of 2014. And then in March, they had to lay everybody that they hired off. Right. And it seemed that they were slowly rebounding because they did bring one of the people back. Um, but then all of a sudden, yeah, they're just like, we're, we're, we're folding, uh, we're, they're closing joystick. They're putting it joystick proper, I think is going to be under part of Engadget, but the bulk of the staff is being let go. I, I don't know. I don't quite know who's going to be left, uh, but it's basically going to be like the Engadget games section. Um, and then all the subsections for joystick, like uh, massively and Wow Insider, they're just completely getting cut altogether. Right. Um, so it's, I don't know. It, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like we we know because we're games journalists how, how hard it can be to be in this industry. Um, and we're not even. I mean, you know, we, we do this podcast, but uh, like you know, it sucks for these people that are getting laid off. I mean, some of them like. Uh, you know, uh, you know, some of them like Susan Arendt, I know, like I, I saw, I remember I seeing her on one of the panels at PAX, like, you know, it's, I expect a lot of these people get hired by other outlets. I know Polygon or no Kotaku, I'm sorry, had an article about why they're going to miss joystick and then name check a bunch of people. Like if you're Kotaku and you're going to miss these people, they're not look. they're looking for work now. I'm sure you can hire them. Um, or they can't because they, they don't have the money. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, but I'm sure that they, they can, I'm sure that for some of these people, they can make room for them. If it means, you know, getting rid of some of the lower For some people. Staff. For some people, for some they'll people. definitely make room for it. Like, you know, yeah. like when Penny Arcade Report went down, you know Ben Cuchero was getting hired somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, He was. yeah. It's it's one of those things where I think, you know, you know, depending on, the, you know, if these people can afford to take like a week or two before getting a job or if they need to immediately find something, uh, they'll do that. I know that the people behind WoW Insider are already planning a Patreon. They haven't – they've hinted at what they're going to do, but they can't really talk about it until the third when I think that's the day Joystick shuts down and everything happens. Um, so on uh, on Tuesday, we'll be looking for news from them at least as far as what they're going to be doing. Um, right. Yeah, oh. it's it, it just sucks. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to keep like Joystick up like in an archive capacity because, I mean – now you're not necessarily spending money on the site. You can just still keep it up and run it and get ad revenue based off your old content. At least that's what I would do. One would think, um, but the WoW Insider people haven't heard anything one way or the other about what they're going to do. Uh, but they, their understanding is that Joystick joystick will be available under Engadget, so presumably all the old Joystick content will be there. Um, but as far as the subsites, they have no idea. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think joystick. What's happening with joystick is just kind of just a a result of the games journalism industry. Period. You know, right now, like you look at this, joystick is shutting down. Joystick is was one of the only major blogs. Actually, I want to say the only major gaming blog or website that was not mixing other content into it. I can't really think of another video game site right now who's not publishing stuff about movies, political crap, all types of stuff. Things that are completely unrelated to video games. Joystick was all video games, and if there was something political or movie-related or comic-related, it came back to the games. 
Whereas with Polygon, there was a fucking article about how American Sniper isn't the movie that America needs. Kotaku publishing stuff completely unrelated to video games, period. Um, Escapist. Uh, they have video games, movies, TVs, comics, cosplay. Like They have all that stuff. IGN, for the longest time, has been publishing stuff about movies and comics and, you know, things like that. And not even, you know, I guess maybe the difference between, like, the Escapist and IGN versus Kotaku and Polygon is that the Escapist and IGN at least have separate sections for that stuff. Yeah. Well, well, but it's it's one of those things that I wonder about because, like... We're gamers, and we have interests beyond just the gaming. We, you know, we, we talked about the Super Bowl earlier. Um, we, you know, we talk about, you know, oftentimes in the pre-show, we talk about TV, TV shows that we watch and movies that we've seen and stuff. Um, so it's not, it's not like it's uncommon for for gamers to have interests outside of that, and then therefore, you know, it's not com- common for gaming journalists to have interests outside that. If, if you can, if you get used, especially to being like, well, I, re- I played this game, and here's my thoughts on it. Why can't I then also, you know, watch this TV show and give my thoughts on? and you know as far as the kind of tv shows that you're going to like and the kind of games that you're going to like you know if there's going to be a bit of overlap just like you may like you know you may like somebody you know if somebody likes a certain game then you can kind of trust their reviews for other games that they like because it's all similar the same you know it's, it's all media at that point so if you, you the kind of tv shows that they're going to like are going to you know fall into the same basket so for for them to be stretching out into these other types of media it doesn't seem like it's that it, it, it seems like it's an organic stretch. It makes sense. It's, you know, if you let, you know, from games to other, I mean, it all kind of, you know, falls under the, the greater, you know, per- parameters of nerd culture. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's that out of place. Now, it does in the sense that, you know, I go here for my gaming news and that's not gaming news. Like, I understand that. Um, but that said, it's, it's not, you know, it's not like you just sit down to talk to one person and all you're going to talk about is games. Like the conversation is going to go where it goes. And to that degree, they can cover what they want to cover. If they, if somebody really wanted to write an editorial about American sniper, you know, more power to them. You know, it, 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 it goes hand in hand though with the, we don't have to click on it if we're, we don't have to click on it to read about it if we don't care. All right. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. And I'm not saying that if you play games, that's the only thing, or if you're a writer and you write about games, it's the only thing you can write about. However, you can write about whatever you want as a writer, but there are sites dedicated to that stuff. Like, you know, a lot of these writers will write for multiple sites, yes. you know? Uh, so, you know, if, you wanna, if you're writing about games, it's going to go on Joystick. If you're going to write about a, a, a TV show, it's going to go on to a different blog. Uh, what I'm saying is the fact that uh, if, these, if these sites were doing well enough, with just video game content, they wouldn't be expanding out to this other content. They'd be, you know, inundated with making sure that they have the video game content and make sure it's good video game content so that people keep coming back. But the 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 simple fact is that it's most game I'll say most gamers are very uh in tune with technology. A lot of them have ad blockers. Mm. You know? And that's part of the problem. A lot of them have ad blockers. That's one of the reasons I took the fucking ads off of MASH. Like ba- like the traffic versus how many people were actually hitting the ads wasn't really comparable. You know what I'm saying? And like the, it really didn't for us. Thankfully, I, I didn't have to keep the ads up because it really didn't make a difference. It wasn't making that much money for us anyway. You know. So yeah, I said like, you, we, not even half the traffic, dude, was seeing the ads. Wow. You know, and I think most people were using ad blockers and and things like that. Uh, so yeah, like that's the thing. Like it, that, that's that's a really tough sell. That's why 
I think it's easier for you, uh, you know, people who less play and YouTubers and even podcasts to uh, have more of an ad presence because you're not blocking that stuff. If somebody does an ad during their video, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have, do have an, uh, do an ad during your video or your podcast, how how are they gonna block that besides turning it off or well, fast forwarding past it? Well, well, YouTube even. I was looking at a video earlier. It's one of the ads that's gonna be on the Super Bowl tonight, and so before I could watch my ad. I had to sit through a 30 second ad, which at that point, like what, like that, that, like that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, I'm willingly sitting there and watching something that's going to advertise me, you know, try to sell me on a product. But here, before you can do that, you have to get sold on this other product that I don't, you know, I, I don't even care about. And it's, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, it really is a shame that, a site like joystick can't survive in this kind of world um, because it was a good site. And I, I think, as I said, I, I think we'll see a lot of the talent will get picked up elsewhere. Um, I mean, I know you mentioned the escapist. We just heard like the escapist and what was it? Game trailers.com. And, and they're all getting suffering massive layoffs too. So there's, there's definitely a downturn, at least financially within the, the, uh, the gaming journalism industry at this point. Um, hopefully, hopefully it'll at least get to a point where, regardless of funding that we can still get good journalists, even if they have to work volunteer to pay for it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, these, these sites don't pay for themselves, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> you are uh 100% you know, right about that. So, I mean, it's, it's sad to see joystick go, uh, but I think it's a symptom of a, of a larger problem in, in, in games journalism right now, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think games journalism. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna proclaim the death of games journalism, but at the same time, it just doesn't feel like it's as needed as it was before. Especially with, with Twitter and Facebook, you can get connected to connected and voice complaints uh, so much easier to to directly to those companies now. But isn't but I don't even know if it's about the companies because I think that's one of the things you look at, like the rise of Polygon, is they're not. Well, I mean, they're they're a, they're a journalism site, and I'm using the air quotes here. Um, but the thing is, like, like, and that's why we keep kind of bagging on them, is because like they definitely have an opinion. And so, like, when you go to Polygon, you're not looking just for the news. If you're just looking for the news, you're right. You can get it off Twitter. You can get it off all the other sites that are just pure news aggregators. Like, when you go to a site like Polygon, you want Polygon's take on the news. You go there because you want to hear them, you know comment on the hatred trailer regardless of regardless of whether you agree with it or not that's what you know that's sort of their that's their added value that's why you go to polygon as opposed to anybody else because you know that they're going to have their little comments and they're going to have their little digs that you can get either get incensed about or get encouraged about um and and that's i think that's kind of how they're trying to find their way to survive in this place because it's otherwise like you look at a site like joystick joystick which put journalism you know, you know, which was very, you know, supportive of journalism. And I mean, yeah, it's, you know, I, I think the question really is, could they have survived without AOL? If AOL had never bought them, you know, presumably they'd be going on fine on their own. But, you know, with, with sites closing down, who knows? Uh, you're, you're, you're definitely, you're definitely right about that. Um, I don't know. I just, there's a lot of people who still do just go to, you know, go to these sites for news. Like, you know, 
for as many gamers are actually in tune with the games industry, I think there's way more who are not. You know, this is why sites like IGN uh, are still very popular, I yeah. think. Because most gamers don't really go to IGN, you know? Yeah. Yeah, most gamers, I th- well, I think most gamers really don't go to IGN. I, I really don't know who anybody who reads IGN because they like it. You know, sometimes IGN will have an exclusive, and therefore that's why people go to it. But yeah, you know, I know I know a lot of people who will not. Uh, like they, those are people who were going to like Joystick. You know? Yeah, it was it was like it was very rare for me to actually read IGN. Me personally, um, uh, now actually I st- I, I kind of I don't want to say I started out reading Joystick, but when I find when I did get into um, you know I guess keeping up with games news and stuff like that because I've been a gamer my entire life, but I really didn't keep up with games industry news and things and, and games news in general um you know always a joystick was one of the first sites that I, I started going to you know actually the first version of mash that i built was based off of like a mix between kotaku and the site for, for kotaku and the site for joystick i tried my best to ma- mix what i liked about both, both sites together so yeah you know, it definitely was a good site. I don't want to say anything bad about those guys, but yeah, that's the. I just think it's a, it's a bigger problem, and uh, I don't know. I think we'll see. We're gonna see start seeing these game sites kind of go away and become just maybe game sections of other sites. I yeah, think. Or, or they'll just expand to the point where they're not all about the games anymore. Exactly. So they become like their own. They basically just do what I just said, but become their own things. You know, Polygon movies, Polygon comics, Polygon politics. The best part of Polygon is they could completely do this because a Polygon is a multi-sided shape. And so just be like, each side of the shape is a different topic. And like each each subsection is a gone. And together they are Polygon. Like they could easily do that and they haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> That's because you're not there, Nick. <laughs> That's why they haven't figured well, it out I, yet. I hope I look forward, like in a month or so, after somebody from Polygon listens to this, that they actually implement that, and now they're like, and now we're all different gons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Nick said, he's so right. Oh man, damn right, damn right. All hail Nick. Yep. <laughs> and and just to preserve the gaming journalism, that I give that advice for free, so they can spend their money where they need to. Oh, Nick, you are so benevolent. I am. I am a benevolent, not even a dictator. I'm just a benevolent peasant. Oh, Nick, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I don't. That's the <laughs> okay, but yeah. So that's that. That's Polygon. I think uh, on Tuesday, which will be February third, I believe that is the <laughs> Polygon joystick. Oh, joystick. Mean. My fault. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> little, little wishful thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I think that's that. That is the end. That is the last yes. day. Yes, Tuesday, February third. Tuesday, February third. So, uh, farewell, Polygon. Hopefully, oh God damn it, farewell, <laughs> Joystick. <laughs> Hopefully, um, everybody who is who is hired at Joystick is able to you know land somewhere. Yeah. You know. So, but moving on to our next topic. Microsoft uh, finally released some uh, some numbers on their holiday sales. Uh, they say that they sold 6.6 million consoles over the holidays. Now, I thought this was, at first I thought this was really good news. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, well, 6.6 million. There is still about 2 million behind 
PS4, okay? But then, uh, uh, you know, you keep reading this article, and it's like, uh, Microsoft said they sold 6.6 million Xbox units. They did not specify whether they were Xbox One or Xbox 360, or, you know, the difference between the both. So that 6.6 million uh, encompasses both Xbox and Xbox 360, and they are not specifying uh, who sold what. Which is kind of like, oh. So, for all we know, it could be 3 million and 3 million. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. Well, so, I, I really, I don't know, like, that. When, when something like that comes out, it doesn't really instill much faith in me that the 360 sold that well. For all we know, the 360, sorry, the 360, the uh, Xbox One could have sold just as many PS4s. And with a price drop like that, and they still only, they still only match the PS4? That's uh, that's not looking too good. Yeah, like I don't get why they would like. I can only think like the number, the difference has to be significant. That the number of Xbox Ones that they sold, in addition to the number of Xbox 360s, must be so much greater than just the number of Xbox Ones. Like, oh, this 6.6 million number makes us look way better, because like otherwise, why? If you'd sold a decent number of Xbox Ones, why would you try to obscure it? Like, I get that. Like, this number is always going to be higher, but it was like, you know, let's say they had a 1 million Xbox 360s and then still 5.6 million Xbox Ones. That's still pretty good. I'd, I'd break that down. But, yeah, if it's closer to, like, 3 million and 3 million, then I can see why they might start to obscure some of the numbers. Right. I mean, even if they just got more, let's say they sold 5 million Xbox Ones, uh, I think that that's a, that's a high enough number to come out and say, hey, look, we sold more than Sony. But then again, they may be going on that, you know, we're competing, but we're not really competing type deal. Cause to, because to, in, all, in all honesty, Microsoft really sees the Xbox One as a media device. They don't necessarily see it as a, uh, you know, a, a game console. And that was the part of the problem. That was the original problem. That they didn't see it as a game console. They saw it as a media device. And they treated it like that. Almost to the point of ignoring gamers. You know, you know who says that we're competing, but we're not really competing? Losers? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, my thoughts exactly, but <laughs> I don't know. It, it's very, I don't know. I don't want to say, I, you know, some people may think that I want to see Microsoft burn. I really don't because we need at least, at least two big consoles. You know, we need at least two because we saw what happens when one completely overtakes the other. We saw what happened with Sony when they were at the top of their game and transitioning from PS2 to PS3. Shit, we saw what happened with Microsoft when transitioning from 360 to Xbox One. And that can still happen. You usually think, oh, it wouldn't happen again because they learned from their mistakes. Dude, like, no. When it comes to money, they're just going to keep they're just gonna keep doing it over and over and over again. They, there needs to be checks and balances. And I will. I I have both an Xbox One and a PS4. I play my PS4 way more than my Xbox One. I'd love to play my Xbox One. You know what I'm saying? I have games I want to finish. I'm in the same situation with Halo right now that I was in the 360. Okay. Whereas I wanted to play Halo, but I didn't feel like turning the console on because I was just going to turn on my other console and play more games there. You know, I'm back at that point. I wanna, I'm, I'm, I'm going playing through Halo Three on the Collector's Edition. I want to finish that so I could go through Halo Four and finally beat it because I really like that game. 
But yet, I like every, I like playing on the PS4 so much more. I don't even turn on my 360. Oh, sorry, I don't turn, turn on my Xbox One. I'm afraid I'm gonna go to turn this thing on one day, and it's not gonna turn on. <laughs> and I won't even know because that it's been broken, and I'll, therefore I'll be out of warranty. That's a fear of mine. Well, just check it then before the warranty expires. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good point. But still, that's easier said than done. Where I don't even think about turning on my Xbox sometimes. Like I'll be playing Destiny, and I'll like look over and I see Halo, and I'm like, gosh, play some Halo some other time, and it just never happens. I want Microsoft to do well. I want them to do well. I'm actually a fan of their other products. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of Windows. I like love the Surface. I uh, I like their phones. I want you to do well in the video game space. No, there is no negatives to Microsoft doing well in the video game space. So do well, Microsoft. They're they're on they're on their way. I mean, I think Phil Spencer uh, is helping out a lot, but he still has so much work to do, dude. So much work to do. They don't have any exclusive wor- worth getting. Uh, the interface on the Xbox is still shitty and slow. Like, come on. Get it together, guys. It's still, like, without the Kinect, it's still, you're still you still at a handicap. They need to address all this stuff. Get it together, isn't, guys. Isn't that something that we may have to wait until the next Xbox? Well, see, but then Fuck again, for the next no. Xbox, who knows if they're still going to try to push the, the Kinect connectivity. No, 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 because in, like, toward the, the, the back end of the 360's life, they started changing the interface to, uh, to gear more toward Kinect anyway. They could totally reverse that shit. Don't make it harder to use Connect, but at the same time, you can make their interface better. Like, this is what they did with Windows 8, okay? Windows 8 came out. The interface was definitely geared toward tablets. It sucked using it on a PC. What did they do? A couple of updates later, and specifically Windows 8.1, all that shit's taken care of now. Windows 8.1 is awesome to use, and it, it's you're not hankered by being on a PC anymore. You know? And if you say that's not the case, then you I can honestly say you have not used Windows 8.1. I haven't used Windows 8.1, so I can't say one way or the other. Yeah, but that, you know, that's, that's the thing. Like, it's, I, don't know. I, I think Microsoft can definitely do this. I think Phil Spencer's bosses need to just listen to him. Because Phil Spencer definitely has the gaming. I mean, like, of course he has like the services thing in mind, but he definitely has gaming in mind, and he knows where Microsoft took a misstep. I believe in Phil Spencer. <laughs> uh, that, that's the title right there, I think. <laughs> I believe in Phil Spencer. What? Not fuck AOL. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but Microsoft, get it together, man, so I can play your console. All right. I think, I think we're done with that one, Nick. Yeah, I think so. Let's talk about another console. Um, uh, not uh, you know, one of the big three, technically speaking. Even though these guys really aren't competing against anyone, and that's Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo has made it clear that they are not competing against anyone. They live by their own rules, which is badass in its own kind of way. But still, uh, just some things that Nintendo does. I don't know if if the left hand is talking to the right or who's talking to who or who's making different rules. Uh, but they've released... You know, it's been talked about for a while that they're going to have this content creators program for YouTubers. Yes. And so they finally released it. I think it's beta form. And I don't know if we should think of this like the same way we thought of PlayStation now when that was in beta, because it's just as bad, if not worse. So I, the first thing you'll notice is that for the, the, the revenue sharing program, Nintendo requires you give them 40% of your ad revenue when you make a Nintendo video. 
40%. Yeah. You can get that down to 30% if you dedicate a channel to Nintendo on YouTube. Okay? On top of that, you also have to, your videos have to be submitted for approval, and that process could take up to three business days. This is terrible. And I don't even make videos on YouTube. One of the thing, one thing about, you know, I guess this day and age, Nintendo needs to get with the fact is that getting information up quickly and, and content up quickly is key. Yes. You know? So, you know, having to wait three days to push out a video, you know, that may or may not be approved by Nintendo. Like, you know, if you, let's say you make a video, you send it for approval, three days later they reject it, and then you have to edit it and send it in for approval again? Are you serious? No. And that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that 40%. What the fuck? Nintendo, what are you thinking? 40% of ad revenue? They are these people. Unless you're giving out the games, which I doubt you, you're doing. I doubt Nintendo's actually giving out the games to these content creators. They already bought your game, dude. Well, <laughs> they, they, they already bought your game. Unless it's like a review copy. Maybe, but like Nintendo doesn't give out review copies like that. Like They give out review copies, don't get me wrong, but they are actually pretty tight on review copies. Sometimes they require you to send them back. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, yeah, Nintendo is not very... Yeah, they, they're, they're very strict on who gets to see what and who gets to do what. You know, I wonder if part of like Nintendo's weird relationship with the media here is is due to the fact that they kind of were their own media for so long. That you know, like, well, I mean, back in the day, Nintendo Power, which was a completely in-house operation, was the best way to get information about upcoming Nintendo games. And so, it it sounds weird to think that, like, you know, I mean, Nintendo Power is already shut down and stuff, but it's still it's it's you know, it's 2015 and they're still grasping with the concept of giving that power over that the best thing you can do is let other outlets you know handle your material and let just let let the youtubers play your game that's all you need to do and then that gets it to publicity i mean there's uh what was i think like uh, pewdiepie had a response where he was he was very vocal against nintendo and you know one of the things he talks about is how you know, like Minecraft had no such public relations issues. People would just play their, you know, do their let's plays and put them up. And Minecraft made over what two point five million dollars. Yeah, like, like, okay, like that's not all due to YouTube let's plays. I mean, that 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 was one of the primary ways the game was advertised. Yes, but at the same time, like Minecraft's a great great game. It's not like you can say like, oh, that two point five million came straight from YouTube. But that said, there is there is it's a valuable marketing tool, and Nintendo with this policy clearly displays they don't understand how to use that properly. That they're still looking at it like, no, well you're going to show our game and we get some money off that, like, and that's not that's not the best way to do this. That's not the best way to do this. And I hope I hope that like you said, this is a beta thing. And what's what's be- what's most important to me is that this is op- this is a part of a dialogue. This is an ongoing process because the last time we talked about Nintendo on YouTube, it was when they were coming out and shutting everything down and so (laughs) from from that point to now is progress we're clearly not where nintendo should be but at least they've acknowledged like well these let's plays they do help somewhat and so you know yeah you know so so you know for pewdiepie to go back and forth with them and other youtubers i mean obviously pewdiepie is like you know pewdiepie is to youtube what walmart is to like stores but 
you know, for for him to be kind of engaging in, you know, in this dialogue, you know, hopefully Nintendo can look at this. They'll revise the plan. I mean, there's plenty of other draconian aspects to this. You talk about the 40% number and then the 30% number as far as sales revenue. There's a provision in there that says that they can change that number at any time. Yeah. And so for you to sign off on that and then they're like, oh, we changed it to 80%. Like that – not that Nintendo seems like the kind of company that would be a greedy asshole and do that. But just the fact that you would submit a contract that allows for that, like you need – that's not a partnership. Like and, and if you really want to have a YouTube partner, like it needs to be, be – you know, it needs to be agreeable to both sides. And at this point – at this point – this almost seems like a hostage negotiation <laughs> where the games are the hostage and Nintendo kind of has them, you know, at gunpoint and we need to get to, we need to get to somewhere where both sides can kind of be like, okay, you'll give us the chopper and we can get away and you get the hostages. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. But Nintendo. I mean, uh, several YouTubers obviously <laughs> uh, expressing their dislike of it. Yeah, and I mean, Nintendo. I, I don't know. It feel it almost feels like they don't care all that much about it when they probably should. You know, especially with the conversation we just had about joystick and you know my opinions on on the, on game journalism in general, that the traditional roles are are kind of going by the wayside. But yeah, like it feels like they don't care because they they they. It's not. It's like it's not like they're really working with them. They're trying. They're it's they're pretty much acting like it's a privilege to work with Nintendo. Yeah, you know that—that's what they're doing, and uh, obviously, I don't think that's—that's that's the right thing to do. So, Nintendo, you got to get it together, man. Yeah, I, I don't know who runs your media department over there, but I can't say I believe in them. Not like Phil Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> that's Nintendo's solution: is just hire Phil Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Spencer is the solution. <laughs> Maybe that's the title. Of the yeah, I was gonna say that's actually. <laughs> Oh, okay. You well, know, if, if if we can go back back for one second to slagging on Polygon after the, the Microsoft press uh, conference, oh, was it last week when they announced the HoloLens and all that stuff? One of the things that Polygon made sure to put an article about with the headline is that Phil Spencer was wearing a Battletoads t-shirt. Are you serious? Yes. See? They, they, why, why joystick? Why joystick? <laughs> why? Take Polygon. <laughs> Take Polygon. So we've reached the bargaining stage of our grief. <laughs> you know, games journalism gods, why did you take joystick? Take Polygon. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, let's move on to our next uh, next topic here. Uh, this one, I don't think we're going to spend too much time, but I just thought it was interesting. Uh, so Dying Light, which just came out, they promised no review embargoes, but at the same time, they didn't give any review copies out until, like, I think 12 hours before the game was set to release. Which, you know, there was some controversy on on uh, when, I, when Ubisoft, the dead with Assassin's Creed Unity, they released review copies 12 hours. I'm sorry, the, the review embargoes were set for 12 hours after the release. Uh, which, I don't know, this seems a little worse because there's no way that somebody can get a game you know play it for 12 hours and then write a review on it no <laughs> you know so either you're putting out half-assed reviews using shit you saw from the preview or you're waiting a few days to put out a review either way dying light gets a few days uh you know get some extra time out to uh you know i guess get people to buy it like ever since i don't know with the, with assassin's creed unity 
which I'm, I'm, I'm surprised nobody called that Unity Gate because everybody used loving the gate, you know, <laughs> subfix. But like, um, with Assassin's Creed, it's kind of like, oh, I should say, ever since then, it's kind of like, you know, if you don't have a re- if you if you're not letting people put reviews out, like you're stopping them from putting reviews out, that makes your game look bad. Like it kind of makes me think, oh shit these guys, this game may, may not be that good. It may be buggy. They know it's bad, and they're still putting it out. Have you, so. have you heard anything bad about Dying Light, though? No. Have you heard anything good about it? No. Like, <laughs> like, but Because but, that's the thing. Like, Really, all I know about Dying Light is what we read in this article here. And I kind of wonder, like... Is that because there's no reviews out? Because <laughs> every, you know, or at least there there haven't been any reviews out. I'm sure, I'm sure by now, because what the the game was actually released on uh, on the 26th, so it has been almost a week. Um, so I mean, I'm sure by now there's something, but I just I haven't seen that much about it. Be- presumably because nobody had the game to actually talk about it that much before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I this game was actually flown under my radar. I have. I have, I don't know, really no interest. I, I guess maybe I'm over post-apocalyptic games. Yeah. In general, I guess it, it looks cool. I'm looking at some screenshots now. It looks cool. But, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of, maybe it's just not my cup of tea. Like, I like Left 4 Dead, but that's because Left 4 Dead is just fun to play with a group, and it's funny. Yeah. You know, versus these games that are trying to be serious and scary and stuff like that. So, who knows? Maybe it would not have flown under your radar if there were actually people talking about the game, maybe. <laughs> Good point. Good point. The people talking about the game, it wouldn't, you know, fly on my radar. I don't know. Maybe those, those like zombie and monster games. I don't know. Like, Cause even like, well, I was going to use sunset overdrive as an example, but that game just kind of sucks. Yeah. But it, 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 yeah. Like, I don't know that, like that game, like, what was it? Um, dead Island. I yeah. wasn't a fan of, so maybe well, maybe it's not my game. Sunset Overdrive seemed at least like it had its own different, distinct personality. Like between it this did. and Trampolines. you know, Dying Light, and then H one Z one, and you know, and like you said, like Dead Island, and like I like I see screenshots from those games, and I can't tell the difference. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of waiting for that craze to be over, but it does. It looks like it's far from over. People mm-hmm. love that shit. Thank you, Walking Dead. <laughs> Walking Dead didn't start it. Zombies have always been popular. They have been, but not so much like this, man. This this shit's getting ridiculous. People just mindlessly like they just they just go towards what they like. They don't they don't stop for anything else. That's all they want to consume. Uh, okay, I, I, go ahead. Release the pun, Nick. <laughs> go ahead. Go for it. Don't stop. P- people are zombies and how they consume their media. <laughs> I was actually trying to be subtle for once. Yeah, yeah, I know. It didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> no, it did not. It did not work. So, but uh, yeah, let's move on to our next topic, uh, which is uh, actually this one's about Ubisoft specifically. So apparently, people were buying. Uh, which game was this for? I guess was it for different Ubisoft games? Was it, uh, here we go. It was for Assassin's Creed Unity. They were buying. Uh, I guess this was for, P- for PC. Uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. And Far Cry 4 for at, at extremely discounted prices on this G2A website. Ubisoft has started suspending those keys because they're saying that G2A bought those keys or obtained those keys illegally, probably by using stolen credit cards. So now it's like, it's, I guess some people are thinking that Ubisoft is their dicks for doing this, but at the same time, those keys were purchased, you know, illegitimately. Yeah. Um, so it's like I don't, I don't know. 
are they really punishing G2A right now? Because it doesn't feel like it. They're, they're actually really punishing the people who bought from G2A, but at the same time, it's like, you should know better. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I can't... Like, like, obviously, they're not punishing G2A of this, but at the same time, like, I don't know what kind of recourse they have against G2A. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this, this isn't the only thing they're doing against them. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, even well, what, Devolver Digital... Um, I mean, they've even come out and said that, that games purchased off that site are not legitimate, and they've canceled keys as well. So it's it's yeah, one of those it's year. one of those things like you know caveat emptor. You know, do your research, make sure you know, um, you know, make sure you know where you're getting your games from. You know, Steam, you know, Origin, you know, which hurts me to say, you know, um, they're reputable sources. Uh, you can trust them. Even the the Uplay store. I mean, it's one of those things that we can get, you know, we kind of get a little ornery when like, you know, EA, for example, won't put Mass Effect on Steam because they can sell it through Origin or, you know, or stuff is only available through Uplay. It's not through some of the other stores. Um, but at the same time, at least you at least, you know, you can trust that. Uh, and anytime you see some of these sites, uh, you know, especially like, you know, G2A or uh, what, Kingwin or G2 Play, um which I can't say I've heard of any of these before this article, but I'm not looking for cheap games, at least, at least not looking as hard as I could for cheap games, I guess I can say. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, know where you're, know where you're shopping. Cause it's, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't buy food out of the back of some guy's van. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> some people would. <laughs> some people, some people would, right? But, but when you get sick, it's like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have bought the food out of some guy's van. So, yes, you know. this is this is very true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The uh, uh, the thing is, Ubisoft. If if somebody's using stolen credit cards to buy stuff, I don't know. Like, does the bank then go to Ubisoft saying, "Hey, this was purchased illegitimately, so therefore we're not going to give you the money for the actual purchase." Or is it one of those things where Ubisoft already has the money? You know, they are, they already have the money, which at what, this point it would kind of be like, well, why then are they deactivating the keys? Not like they're losing anything from it. I don't know how that process works. Well, I think part of it too is they have to deactivate the keys, if only because this is this is how they hurt G2A. Because now word gets out like, oh hey, if I buy stuff off of GT, G2A, you know, it, it may get canceled because it was you know it's fraudulently obtained. Then. Hopefully that kind of stops them. I mean, obviously people can still go to the site without ever hearing about this, um, but you know, the, for all the people that have heard about this, uh, it's less, less less potential marketing for G two A. Very true. Very true. All right. So uh, our last piece of news, which uh, I, I we have a we're, we're recording double tap on Monday. It's going to be out, I think, Wednesday of next week okay. uh, or this week, and I know they're going to talk about this. But there was a major Smash tournament, uh, Smash Brothers tournament, Apex 2015. Uh, and before I continue, I want to say one thing about the way Kotaku reported this. Fuck you, Kotaku, for saying that this happened right outside of New York City. It happened in New Jersey, assholes. It happens in New Jersey every year. So fuck I, Kotaku. That's shitty reporting. Some, somebody who lives in Georgia isn't, isn't New Jersey right outside New York. You no, know, Nick, stop talking. <laughs> No, you're on timeout for the next five minutes, okay? No, I, I agree. As somebody, as somebody born and raised in New Jersey, I agree. It's it's New Jersey. Call it like New Jersey. It's yes. like what happened when they had the Super Bowl here. Yes. Were you coming into you coming into Newark Airport? Coming into Newark Airport. If you flew into Newark Airport, there were signs that said "Welcome to New York." 
You are in Newark, New Jersey, at the Newark International Airport. Yes. And you have signs saying, welcome to New York City. And here we go. This morning at Apex 2015, a major smash tournament held at a hotel just outside of New York City. I can see maybe if it was like in Hoboken, if you could just, you know, if you're like, the, if it's right there. You know what I'm well, saying? Where, well, where was it's this not. hotel? Because when, when they said that, I don't think they've actually specified where it w- was. I but... don't know exactly where the hotel was, but it's not that far from Somerset, which is not right outside of New no, York City. Somerset, no, some, yeah, some, like on a map maybe, but you're not, you're not it's cool it's right outside new york city compared to like philadelphia yes (laughs) actually no you know what summer somerset actually is probably it's not it's not i mean i guess it's closer to new york than philadelphia but not by much oh it's way it's it's definitely closer to to, to new york but that's the thing because that's where the tournament moved it moved to the garden state convention center uh in somerset yes which is in the uh, is summer, was, Somerset Central Jersey. That, for, the, for, for those who believe in Central Jersey. I do. That's what I was just getting ready to say. I'll say Somerset's in Central Jersey because Central Jersey does exist. Yes. It does exist. <laughs> uh, everybody who's not from New Jersey well, is for, for, like, for, what the fuck are they talking well, about? Here, here's the thing. For those who, who aren't from New Jersey, there's North Jersey and then there's South Jersey. And the border between North Jersey and South Jersey is wherever you were raised. Because, because like, if you're from South Jersey, the border for North Jersey is just slightly north of you. If you're from North Jersey, the border for South Jersey is just slightly south of you. But there's an area of New Jersey where, where, where if you go north of you, everyone's like, oh, you're from South Jersey. And if you go south of you, everyone's like, oh, you're from North Jersey. That border right there, that's Central Jersey. And nobody outside of Central Jersey actually believes in it. <laughs> yes, this is, but the funny thing is, like me growing up in New Jersey, I have lived in North Jersey. I have lived cl- still in North Jersey, but really close to Central Jersey. That's how I know it exists. Mm-hmm. And then I live in South Jersey. I live in South Jersey now. I have lived all across the state. Central Jersey totally exists. Yes. What? Okay, Nick. Where is the beginning and end of Central Jersey for you? Uh, let me. I, I'm, uh, let me look at this here. I got to pull up a map. <laughs> no, because it's it, it's it's hard. It, it, again, it changes. <laughs> it changes from uh, from person to person here. I'm gonna say, let's see. I'm gonna say Central Jersey's probably around Edison down to probably around Trenton. Maybe just maybe even a little further south of Trenton. Me and you are actually on the same exact page. I think <laughs> I think I think Central Jersey starts in Edison and ends in Trenton. Once you're once you're below Trenton, you are now officially in South Jersey. Yeah. When you're above Edison, now you are in North Jersey. Because Elizabeth is North Jersey. Elizabeth is totally North Jersey. Yes. 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 So, but yeah, back but Somers- to Somerset's near yeah. Edison, though. Yes, it is. It's yeah. it's near Edison. Near, nearish, nearish, yeah. Nearish, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so they they moved the tournament to Somerset, New Jersey. Uh, but basically, what happened at this Smash tournament? is uh, the hotel that they were at, which was a Clarion Hotel, uh, the, the fire marshal came, and they, they basically declared the, sa- the place unsafe. The hotel was violating several safety codes. Uh, there's a picture of uh, the parking lot, I guess, with... Oh, wow, there is a car. There's a, there's a, uh, a, a bulldozer in that spot, but basically it collapsed in a certain oh, area. Oh, wow. There, did you see the oh. picture? Yeah, I see that picture. I guess that was the plow that they were trying to use, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. So, yeah, there was uh, – they declared the place, like, unsafe. 
apparently there was like, oh yeah, the roof was like collapsing in in one room. I'm looking at a a, a picture, and they had to shut down the the ballrooms and basically the tournament had the tournament moved. Now I'm not exactly sure at this point if the tournament continued. I I do see. I know I had friends that went, and I'm seeing people talk about things that happened during matches. So something had to happen yesterday. Because Saturday is when that, that news came out. So Saturday morning. Yeah. So uh, that'd be, that's, that's a hell of an organization. If they were able to move an entire tournament, probably one of the largest tournament, Smash tournaments, period, from one place to another. In New Jersey. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not the easiest move to do. You know? So... Yeah. Yeah, like that is uh that, that that that's that that says a lot to the guys who organized that tournament. That's 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 all that's good. That that's a hell of an organization they have there. But um yeah, so that that happened like that that's pretty surprising. Like and, uh, there's gonna be some legal uh legal fisticuffs going on because, you know, the Clarion Hotel probably didn't do their due diligence Yeah and making sure the place was safe. Yeah. Actually, you know, it- Go ahead, Nick. And I was going to say, it looks like, too, I guess what, the one tweet, it says, big thanks to Twitch for this. So I wonder how much Twitch was involved in getting that other hotel. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe perhaps Twitch uh, Twitch fronted uh, the money to get them in the Garden State Convention Center, because it is the Garden State Convention Center, so I can't imagine it's that cheap for them to just pop up there. Yeah. You know? So uh yeah, like yeah, that that, that happened. I, I'm very curious. I want to talk to the guys uh that do double tap because one uh, went. He definitely Oh went. good, good. I was gonna ask yeah, you. He, he definitely doing. went. Yeah, uh Meza, he went for sure. So I'm curious as to you know how it went. So um but yeah, we'll we'll post the links in the art in the uh show notes as we always do, so that you guys can see some of this stuff. <laughs> And then uh, if you want to weigh in on the North Jersey, South Jersey, Central Jersey debate, make sure you comment. <laughs> that's going to get us. That's going to get us heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But once again, I like to give a big fuck you to Kotaku for reporting it that way. Jason Schreier. Fuck you, guy. <laughs> anyway. Um, go, go work for Polygon. <laughs> <laughs> and face impending doom. <laughs> all right so that's gonna end our topics let's talk about uh let's see what's coming out anything new the last few weeks we did this there's really been nothing i keep forgetting there's games coming oh um on uh on the playstation plus uh transistor is gonna be uh on the ps4 yeah that's gonna be free i think yes so i'm, game, I'm right? definitely i'm definitely grabbing that yeah it's totally worth it it's a good game i don't know the, the story is a little convoluted like it's like with Bastion, the story wasn't. I wouldn't say it, was, it wasn't convoluted or obfuscated, but it was like you know you could get into the story and everything wasn't what it seemed, you know, and things started to kind of make sense. And the way they told the story in Bastion, the more you played it or the more extra stuff you did, the more story you actually got. Whereas Transistor, it's kind of like they leave out huge chunks of what happened or the background and stuff like that, and it feels like they never put it back in. I don't know. I, I I like the storytelling better in uh, Bastion, but that not anything against Transistor. I love Transistor. I think it had the best soundtrack of last year. Yeah, best soundtrack for sure. So it was pretty. It was, it was awesome, dude. I'm not saying anything 
worth talking about on this list. No, nothing this week anyway. Backlog, people, backlog. I I need to take my own advice and plug my PS3 back in because sitting right here, I just need to actually plug the uh, the video into it so I could play Kingdom Hearts. There was a Usagi Yojimbo game that came out on January 30th on PC. I'll have to look into that. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's going to end our podcast. As always, thank you for listening. You can catch us on soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher Smart Radio for Android and iOS devices. We are on facebook.com, which is facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Twitter, which is twitter.com slash MTB site. And YouTube, which is youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, I, this is the Mashcast, so uh, you know us, but we also have two other podcasts that we do. We do uh, WoW Talk, which a new WoW Talk is coming out Tuesday. Yeah. So everything goes to plan. So Tuesday, so, yeah, WoW Tuesday, Talk. Yeah. And uh, Double Tap, we're going to have one out on Wednesday if everything goes to plan. So check out those. Um, I think uh, WoW Talk is every other week. Yes. Uh, Double Tap is the first first week of every month. We're going to have a fourth podcast, a Destiny podcast, which we are starting next week. Uh, the title is still in limbo, so we'll see. But yeah, that's going to be our fourth podcast. And if everything goes well, you can expect that monthly as well for now. So, as always, thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Have a great week, everybody. 